welcome everyone live from McKillop College, Werribee in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Mac Live on Live FM. My name is Mitchell and today my co-hosts are Charlie, Alex and Brian. And uh, our special guest today is Mr. Mark Westgarth. Hi sir, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for uh, coming on today. Um, basically today we're just going to be talking about a bit about your AFL umpiring career um, and yeah, a bit, a bit about your teaching and all that kind of thing. So I'll start off. Uh, footy team you support? What footy team do you support? North. Oh, North. North all my life. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> um, any favourite players growing up? Oh, yeah. Well, again, North, a bloke called Sam Kekovic, which would not you boys would even know. So <laughs> early in the 70s and because then I was uh, probably about 14, 15. So he was a centre-half forward, pretty good footballer. Um, you played junior footy growing up? Or? I did. So I played for Albion North and Sunshine. So played in under 12 premiership side as the 20th man. Got about 10 minutes run, but that was about it. So that's my claim to fame there. And then, um, yeah, played junior footy up till about 13, 14 years of age. What position? You, to me, you look like either a, a full back or like a, no. you look like a main, like I feel like you'd be the enforcer type. No, <laughs> far from that, Richard. Totally far from that. <laughs> I wasn't bad in terms of skills. I kicked the ball pretty well um, and I was fairly quick at the time. So I basically played wing, um, half forward. Yep. Uh, How did you get into umpiring? Like what made you get okay, into Okay, so uh, you said I was an enforcer. Like I said, no way. <laughs> I was probably fairly scared of the ball to a certain <laughs> degree. So I didn't have that body that was big and so forth in those days. So I thought I'd never make it as an AFL footballer. So oh, there was an opportunity to, to umpire because I was aware of it through different people. So I um, decided to go from that angle. What was your um, your first game you umpired? Okay, so I was um, probably about 13, 14 and umpired under 10s or 12 game. So, yeah, that was pretty daunting, um, having to then do the opposite roles to what instead of playing and trying to control it. Uh, yeah, it was it was very challenging. Um, what was your earliest memory of umpiring, whether it's, you know, watching the footy and seeing, noticing an umpire have an impact on the game or, um, yeah, like doing it yourself? Okay. I, I look, a whole range of different ones, but, um, when I was younger, the fact of actually having to go out and umpire men when I was over and quite young, that was, um, probably one of the most, uh, memorable things that I had when I was a kid growing up umpiring for sure. Now, what was your welcome to the AFL moment? Uh, I suppose the very first game I had, it's just the noise of the, the crowd. It's quite amazing. doesn't matter where you've umpired. I've been fortunate I've umpired at all stadiums across the country and you get some some crowds, especially if you're interstate like Adelaide, and they just go ballistic in terms of the noise and it vibrates through your body. So that's that's to say you're, you're in a big time for sure. Uh, talking about you umpiring in the AFL, what was that pathway like to get to the AFL? Okay, so had to uh, go what they call the development squad. So it was under 19 football. I did the 1979 grand final. Collingwood played Fitzroy. Curtin raised the Carlton Collingwood game. And in that situation, we um, then got promoted to the senior squad. And I spent two years in the country, running the bush. And from there made the, the city panel, the umpired seconds. And from there, if you're good enough, you, you made league footy. So it's a, a long path. Uh, if you are just tuning in, you're listening to Mac Live on Live FM, live from McKillop College in Werribee, Melbourne, Australia. My name's Mitchell. My co-host today, Charlie, Alex, and Ryan, and our special de- uh, our special guest today, Mr. Mark Westgarth. So, 
You just mentioned before your first AFL game. Uh, what was that? Okay, so <laughs> Collywood nested it. Um, these days, you know, very hard to get those games because of the Anzac Day games. But yeah, I did Collingwood and Essendon at Collingwood in 1982. So uh, Essendon were the top side in those years. I think they went on one the flag that year and Collingwood were one of the bottom sides. But um, Essendon only won by about 10, 12 points at that. It was absolutely packed. So, yes. What do you think of the current state of the game? Uh, I would say... Um, improving uh, what I mean by that is that it's very congested uh, for what it what it was so I think they're scoring more at the moment so people like that when uh, the game's more open and scoring and, and flows because I think it was fairly congested say a couple of years ago so I'd say it's improving from where it was uh, did you ever umpire any big games like a grand final or like a prelim or anything uh, no so my career was over two stints I was very fortunate um I umpired from 82 to 86 and then retired at the ripe old age of 26 because I moved to Sydney with work and Sydney were the only team in then the VFL, stroke AFL comp. So then I moved to Adelaide um, and I got back on the national panel in in 90, uh, 92 and umpired again from 92 to 96. So I did the SNFL grand final in 93. Um, but just big games like Collingwood and North, I think there was about 85,000 MCG. So it uh, doesn't matter what game you do in the AFL, they're always big with crowds. So, yeah. um, just on that, uh, yeah, umpiring your, um, the stints. Uh, yep. I did look online. I saw you umpired from 82 to 86 yep. and I had a break. Um, I was going to ask you, you know, what kind of stuff you were doing in that uh, six years. You said you had work. Okay, so I moved to Sydney. I'm a geologist. I was a geologist by trade. That's my background. And I moved up there with work. Um, because of only the one term it meant I would have been in Melbourne a fair bit, chose not to do that because my son, who is now here, uh, was only 18 months old, so it was too hard. So that was the one and only year I never did football. Then the year after that, I got into the local football up there and I'm playing up there for a while and then then I got moved to Adelaide and worked for Santos over there and that's when I got back onto the national panel. Um, during that six-year um, break you, you yep. mentioned before, did you was there like a moment um, – like, I don't know, you might have been at work or something where you just look out the window and you just think, oh, you know, I miss that. I miss umpiring AFL. You bet. <laughs> that, not, not another day. Um, look, it's interesting. Most of my mates that kept umpiring uh, beyond 86 went on to do finals, grand finals, and umpired two, three hundred games. Because I had that break, I came back basically as an older umpire that with some experience behind me. So I was a mentoring role for that. So, like, I'm blessed to be able to get two hits at it when most blokes don't. Yeah, um, I was just looking online. Um, I looked online. I think it was the Umpires Association. Uh, something about you choosing the number 13. Yep. Uh, yep. I read the, the the bloke said that the only person that would ever choose number 13 is you. Yep. Why Why did you choose that number? Because I'm born on the 13th of October. Oh. So, yeah, so born on the 13th, to me, it's a lucky number. Of course, nobody else wanted it. Uh, didn't worry about it, so it was great. Um, while I was doing some research, I um, – there was a photo that came up of a Brisbane player that was given an umpire a spray or something because he didn't like the decision. And um, the caption said that uh, he was uh, looking at his heritage number and that, you know, got me thinking. I realised, yeah. you know, like when Australian cricketers get their baggy greens, they have the three numbers. So yep. what um, what is your heritage number and what does that mean to you? Okay, so 296. So I was the 296 person to umpire VFL stroke AFL football. Um, at the moment, they're up to about 400. So a really interesting thing because 
it was interesting on Saturday night, I don't know, Friday night, the football, they talked about when the Richmond player played his 200th game. There was a very small percentage of players get to 200 games, let alone to get to 300. Whilst I've only done 76, I still sit in the top 30% of umpires, of umpired games. And it just it shows you how many people umpire but don't go on um, to do it. That's changed a bit now because with the uh, movement of four umpires and um, a lot of those guys can hang around a lot longer now with their age. So, yeah. Um, one thing I was going to say, uh, uh, I think it was, I don't know, when I was about probably eight years old or something, I was watching these AFL game day um, videos on YouTube yep. and one come up about an AFL umpire about 10 years ago and uh, he was going through basically what his pre-game routine was, like how he prepared for the game, yep. how he had training throughout the week. I was just wondering, you know, how, how you prepared for, for an AFL game? Yeah, well, there's no doubt in the 80s was a bit different to what it was in the 90s, a lot more professional in the 90s, uh, and then today's uh, heavy again. But it is getting yourself ready, just like a player does. You've got to know all the players' names. That was something we had to do in the, in the 90s. We knew most of them in the 80s, uh, just but it wasn't required, but in the 90s it definitely was, and now it, it is all the time. You've got to know them. So uh, it helps you with your position. You know if somebody's a left footer, they're always going to turn left or right. Knowing those types of things allows you to set up on the ground so you don't get collected and put yourself in the right position. Uh, going back to you going for North, did you ever uh, umpire any North games and be a bit biased to North? or uh, Definitely umpired a number of North games, but never biased. Like <laughs> if I did and it come out, I wouldn't be running the next week. Like I, I umpired Adelaide and North at uh, Princess Park and Kerry collected um, – heart of Adelaide with an elbow to the head. Now, where I was, side on, perfect position, but on the wrong side and paid it high. Didn't say to hit it. Anyway, cut a long story short, um, Kerry got uh, four weeks and I got four weeks yeah. because I missed it. So, yeah. So um, no. <laughs> just uh, another thing. Um, in that same YouTube video that I was watching, um, he went through like even after the game and all that how he would – go and he'd be able to watch it back on TV and yep. he'd have his notes written down and he'd like analyse his own performance. Was there a way like that you guys did that back then? Yes. So another reason why I gave it away at the end of 96, I could have kept umpiring, but uh, Port came into the competition, which meant interstate more. We used to train at at uh, Gosh's Paddock where Melbourne where, where, where Melbourne play, uh, Storm and Adelaide play at Melbourne train. They dug it up to put the tunnel through it's before your time, boys. So, yes, so we had to train out at Waverley. So I said, forget it, live it in the hoppers. That was the end of that. But we also had to review the entire game. You don't play the game. You go back to a motel, hotel, whatever it was, and go over the entire game. So if you were in Perth, you couldn't get the earlier flight back. You had to catch the midnight horror. If you were a different place like that, it cost you a fortune. So another reason. But, yes, we had to review every game. Um, also on that, um, the the AFL umpire, like when he was in his pre-game, went through the whole, um, like all the communication devices that these yep. umpires have. They have so much stuff strapped to them, and yes. you know all these microphones, and they get picked up on TV. Um, I was just wondering how uh, how you guys communicated on the field. Okay, so even nineties, we we did have some communication devices we used. We used to have to hold our our hand on the side of our button to cut out the the mic, basically, if you were telling a player what you thought of him to a certain degree. But now very sophisticated. So they're all at TV level, so that way they go through that system. It just allows them to talk to each other across the ground. But we've got that now at community level. So we instigate that in the Western Region Football League at all Division One games so they, the boys can talk to each other. Um, just on that, um, I was having another look online and I saw that you were um, – 
part of the Umpires Academy. What exactly is your role? Okay, so when I came back to Melbourne in 2008 from teaching in the country, then McKillop established the very first co-educational Umpires Academy. So normally at all-boys school, and what it was is because most umpiring bases where they train, kids can't get there, they can't drive, they can't do things like that. So that's what happened. So McKillop started it. So my role was to develop the kids and give them that coaching here where it comes straight from school and then get them into the WRFL veneer. Hopefully they progress either at field boundary and goal and, and move through the ranks. Um, what do you think of the rule changes such as the stand rule? Six, the six, four umpires and, yeah, like the 6 6 yeah, six yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, change is inevitable. <laughs> There's going to be rule changes all, all my life I've seen rule changes. So, look, sometimes – I think they advance the game. Other times they're, they're probably hindrance to it. But we um, try and coach that around just communicating. As long as we communicate well with the players, normally they know what they're doing. So, Thanks uh, for coming in today, sir. Uh, fortunately, that's all we have time for today. No uh, thanks to our guest, Mr. Mark Westgarth. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you today and getting a bit of an insight into what it was like to umpire AFL footy and all those kinds of things. So, um, yeah, this has been Live FM uh, from McKillop College in Werribee, Melbourne. Australia. Thanks for joining us today and have a good one.